Hello and welcome to episode 448 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence Moy, and I'm joined by the other two M's. So M's, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Megan, back from Atlanta, we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin, and you can find me on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg, or X, or what, yeah, X, whatever, Twitter. <laughs> it's, it will always Twitter. be Twitter in my heart. <laughs> Joey? Speaking hi. X. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, um, hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Moser83. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. Go Chiefs! <laughs> <laughs> that was How a are crazy you guys? game, by the way. That was I really thought that the Chiefs weren't gonna win. I did not think that they would win either. I thought the first half of it was incredibly boring and yeah. um it, it's really interesting how defense really dominated that game um because the 49ers defense completely shut down Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes yeah um and I I didn't th- and, and honestly even though the Chiefs won and I was pulling for the Chiefs I don't think they deserve to win I didn't um, either I was I felt so bad for San Francisco because I thought they they really controlled most of the game I thought yeah um but uh, it is what it is. That is uh, that. Is that. Um, how was how would how did you guys observe the Super Bowl? I watched it at home uh, while I was working out, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and then in between um, uh, True Detective and Curb Your Enthusiasm too. Oh, I watched True Detective early. Uh, you were at the Atlanta, but uh, yeah. it came out on Friday. I knew that, and I just couldn't get to it, so I figured I'd just watch it whenever. Which we, I, I feel like, I don't know, not to to. I love True Detective, but I feel like it's it's kind of veering off course a little bit. Or is that just me? No, it is not just you. I have the same feeling. Because I'm kind of like, where is this going? And we've got one episode left, and it just feels like there's a lot going on. Um. And I'm trying to keep up and I'm still enjoying it, but I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil anything because obviously it just premiered and, and people can, um, haven't probably caught up to it yet, but, uh, there's something that happens at the end of episode five that I'm not entirely sure makes character and narrative sense. Right. Um, I agree with that too. But Joey, have you watched it yet? No. Okay, so we're not going to talk about that because we don't want to spoil it for Joey because Joey abhors spoilers as much as nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. That was really weird. I know. I'm in. I'm in a weird mood. So forgive me. All right. Um. So tonight we are going to talk about. Well, first of all, we're going to stop in Megan Land. Actually, most of the podcast is probably spent in Megan Land. Um, <laughs> but we're going to start off with uh, Megan's journey to Atlanta to attend the SCAD AATV Festival. And uh, then we're going to hop to the Super Bowl and talk about the commercials or trailers or whatever stood out to us the most as the most successful or the most buzzworthy. Um, again, commercial or trailers, movie trailers. And then we are going to visit Ted, the new uh, limited question mark series from uh, Seth MacFarlane, which is currently airing on Peacock, uh, premiered actually in the beginning of January. It kind of slipped by our attention for a while, and we've been um, hearing a lot about it, hearing a lot of buzz about it. So we've decided to revisit it, and uh, Megan's going to lead us through that conversation because Megan loves it. 
I do love it. And I know you probably only watched one episode, but um No, I watched so two. Good. Oh, okay. There's it gets better as it goes along. I was really surprised. So Oh, good. All right. Well, we'll get to Ted in a, <laughs> we'll get to Ted in a few minutes. Um, so first off, let's start, I guess, go back to you, Megan. Um, tell us about SCAD ATV Festival. Well, it's also called, it's called SCAD TV Fest now. They took the A out of it. By oh, the way. okay. Yeah. But, um, it's, it, so, uh, I got there Thursday and I, um, so SCAD TV Fest is a celebration of television arts and it's um, at the SCAD Atlanta campus. The, oh, the Savannah College of Art and Design does the film festival and their Atlanta campus does the television festival. And so they invite like, I mean, Kelsey Grammer was there and the cast of Frasier and um, the cast of Manhunt, Apple TV's new show. Um, I, I missed the first night, but Matt Bomer was there for fellow travelers. <laughs> Uh, I know, Joe, I was waiting for that gasp. Um, <laughs> and um, and so basically they have panels and like and they have they bring in showrunners to talk to the students and stuff. And then I was lucky enough to to um, uh, moderate a few panels. I moderated one for The Way Home on the Hallmark Channel uh, starring uh, Kyler Lee and Andy McDowell. And um, I also did a panel for Hightown on Stars with Monica Raymond and showrunner uh, Rebecca Cutter. And then. On Saturday, I did a panel for uh, Queens on Nat Geo, which is um, about like female animals in the wild. And, and the episode I talked about was is, was in Africa, but um, or I moderated was was in Africa. But um, but yeah, it, it's just like this celebration of television, and then you get to do junkets too um, if you're press. And so I got to talk to like Kelsey Grammer and uh, the cast of Extended Family and uh, the cast of Genius ML MLKX. Um, so it was a lot of fun and always a good time to see, uh, see a lot of familiar faces and just get to, I think I, I love television so much. I, I love movies, but I think TV is like my number one. So, uh, I really just was having so much fun talking about television with people and, and, um, and being there, it was great. Nice. So what was your favorite interview? Oh, uh, okay. So I, I haven't published this yet, but I talked to, um, uh, Abigail Spencer and, um, <laughs> Donald Faison from extended family and that they were just off the wall. Like that, that cast came in and it was just nuts. And I like, you know, I usually try to come up with serious questions and I could not come up with anything serious because they were, they were just like not taking, I mean, they're just being funny. And so, uh, Donald Faison is like showing me a, he was trying to prove that Abigail Spencer laughs a certain way. And like the publicists are telling me, wrap up the interview, wrap up the interview. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'll let you guys go. And then he goes, do not cut, do not cut. <laughs> and then he, he shows me the phone and stuff. And he's like, oh, and tell everybody it's T-Mobile. Like, see, it is T-Mobile. Cause you know, he, he's an ad yeah. man for T-Mobile. It was just really funny. <laughs> and he was so, he came in with so much energy and, um, they were just, it was just wild. I, you know, we always, we take our interviews very seriously. And, and, and I mean, I know that they, it's hard. They're, they're doing it on a comedy show. Um, but they, John Cryer and Mark, uh, Mark, Mike O'Malley were great too. Uh, it was just so much fun, but, um, that was a really interesting interview, kind of different for us since we're usually trying to be so serious. Very cool. Well, um, people should check out your uh, write-ups on um, on uh, awardsdaily.com forward slash ADTV, as well as follow your Instagram, uh, where you posted a lot of the videos, and of course on uh, Twitter, either Hey Dude Meg or 
uh, Awards Daily TV. Excellent. Great. So um, there was a little contest that happened on Sunday night. It was just a, a little indie thing. Uh, Super Bowl, what, 58? Yeah, 58 because 5 and 8 equals 13. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it ended up being the most watched network program. I know there's a lot of international people are objecting because there are more events that, that are widely viewed in the, the world of soccer or football. Um, but uh, it, uh, it this was the most watched American broadcast thing since the moon landing, I think. Like 123 million. Yeah, that's what they said on, on Variety today. 123 million people watched this. Wow. Um, yeah. So... Um, we talked about the game a little bit before we started recording. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was an exciting game, at least the last half. My uh, my wife looked at me because I was I was standing up. I couldn't sit down because I was like so. Because when they went to overtime, I mean, it's that it's was been, really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I could not sit down. I just kept standing up, walking around. She goes, "You can have a heart attack," and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um. But there was a lot of commercials, obviously. I mean, there's $7 million for 30 seconds, um, and everything was featured ranging from Temu, which I didn't know existed until I saw five or six commercials. Um, and then I saw the most hilarious tweet that said, Temu played for all these commercials using your, your credit cards with all your credit card yeah. information that they have. Um, there was a commercial for Jesus. Um, and that was a weird one. That was a weird one. Um, where it was like basically Jesus washed feet and y'all can't be good people. Um, I, I, apparently there was a Scientology one. I did not see that one. I don't know if that was specific to the LA area. Um, there was, uh, Mark, I don't know why I'm on a religious kick. There was a, there was a, a, a Jewish commercial. There was a Mark Wahlberg, um, stay prayed up app commercial, and then there were lots of trailers. Uh, it, it was just a, a, a really bizarre assortment of things. And there was nothing like, at least I didn't think, there was nothing like iconic like a like the Cindy Crawford Pepsi commercial from back in the day. There was nothing that kind of stood up to that level. But there were some things that were interesting. So what I wanted to do now was just to kind of say, ask both of you, what what stood out to you the most? You know, maybe if you didn't see it during the show, you heard about it, you watched it online, what kind of popped with you? Well, I guess the Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> one was memorable, but yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. I loved last year's Dunkin' Donuts one. This one just like took it too far, I thought, and was not funny. There was a lot of Tom Brady in a lot of the commercials, and that one was one where he showed up. And um, I don't know. I was a little like underwhelmed by that one, even though Matt Damon was funny when he was like, uh, like, and kind of mumbles to himself like I did this for you like I'm sorry like he apologizes or something but I just felt like that was a, a weird uh commercial but um th that was the one that was that was probably very memorable even though I didn't like it yeah I don't know that I I really cared for that one either I thought it was like a massive in joke that wasn't funny to anybody <laughs> I mean I know a lot of people right. did like it I, I don't know it just felt like it was trying way too hard yeah, whereas the last one was yeah. just the last one was so cute with him like working at like I just loved that that he was working at Dunkin Donuts and she came in and like we yelled at him and was like it played on like this idea that we all think that they hate each other and and then she's like get me a crawler so I forget what she says like get me a munch munchkin or something like it was so cute and I just felt like this one was uh 
just trying too hard. Yeah. Joey, what about you? What, what, uh, what stood out to you? I thought the Dunkin' Donuts one was just kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was these just, are was Oscar like, winners. I like, was like, all right. Um, I didn't think, I thought more of the movie trailers were more exciting than some yeah. of the other ones. Like, normally there's like one Super Bowl commercial that everyone's just like, yeah, did you see that thing? And I feel like there really wasn't one. Like, the, the BMW one was... Um, the one with Christopher Walken. Oh, that was kind of cute. That was cute. Um, or the... Um, oh, God, there was one for, like, a Google phone, which I thought was fine. Um, but then, like, there were some other ones, like... <laughs> like, that Oreo commercial was weird. Um, the one with Hey Arnold I thought was weird. Or the one yeah. with, like... Hey, that was, yeah, I didn't like that one. Um, so, I think... Out of the ones that I, the more memorable ones to me were the movie trailers. Like I, I'm excited to see like a Quiet Place Day One. Who knew? Um, just because I want to know if the cat lives, I'm gonna be really mad if the cat dies. Um, yeah. The Wicked trailer was good. Mm. So I feel like we need to talk about the Wicked trailer. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> so. I'm actually going back and forth on it a lot more now because when I saw it, I was like, oof, that looks very cartoony. And I'm starting to get, like, Clarence and I talked offline or off the podcast that I'm getting really annoyed that people are like, oh, so they're hiding that this is a musical too? I was like, I don't think they're doing that. It's Wicked. Wicked is, like, Wicked is on level with, like, Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera now. Like, that's how long it's been playing. Like, you don't... Everybody knows what Wicked is. You don't have to explain that as a musical. Um, right. That was annoying me. Um, and the, people are actually still saying that. And I, I'm getting sick and tired of being like, you're wrong, shut up! Um, uh, I, I go back and forth on it, that's all. I keep thinking, I was like, alright, is it going to be good? Okay, oh wait, it's going to be bad? Okay, I don't know. I heard a rumor on a podcast. I don't even know if this is true. Someone said that there's a rumor that when the they started shooting it with the costumes, they the costumes didn't read well on camera and they had to change something. I don't know if that is true or not. That might be unsubstantiated gossip. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Dorothy is there. <laughs> that makes no sense, I don't think. Um, she's not in the show. Um Oh, I that was that image that was going around. I didn't I missed that in the trailer. Well, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole sequence where she's walking into the wizard's throne room, and there's the wizard's head, and you see the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, the lion, Scarecrow, yeah. and the, this cow and the Cowardly Lion is a CG lion; it's not a guy in a costume. And then you see her, and she has silver shoes on because they couldn't get the rights to the red to the ruby slippers. Um, I heard that the, the now I saw some, I don't know if this is true or not too. Someone I didn't hear about the the rights to the ruby slippers, but I heard that the the how the shoes are designed actually match a description in a book. I don't uh, know. Well, I hear they turn red or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I don't remember her. I don't remember that being in the stage show. Like Dorothy, Dorothy is mentioned. I, I haven't seen the stage show in so. And long. there's a silhouette of her. I remember that. Yeah, where there's she's that. Looming. Um, but there was I can't. My favorite 
tweet about something. I'll find it. I don't think Elon's month away from me, but when I find it, I wanted to read it about like <laughs> um seeing the image of it's like the 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 back of the four people. I'm trying not to be negative about it because it's oh this is it he says that line looks stupid as fuck you're gonna give me some cgi abomination over a faggy man in a costume <laughs> embarrassing i thought that was really funny well the um, other funny thing that hit me um there's been a lot of negative negativity on twitter shock um about this well, trailer the uh the other funny thing that i did read though was you mean to tell me that Oz has mass transit and they made dorothy walk all the way there that's <laughs> 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 really funny that's funny because I always get annoyed, like Star Wars, the, the, the prequel trilogy did this. I get annoyed when you have a prequel trilogy that looks more advanced and fancier oh, yeah. than the original films that it's supposed to predate. Um, and then I, I remember when they're like, oh, no, there was like a depression. Like, I was like, in space? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I've watched it three or four times now. Um, first time I saw it, I was like, this looks washed out. Um, the, you know, it, it just looks like, and it, 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 yeah, I have to look at it from a different perspective. I, I was looking at it from, you know, could this be a potential Oscar contender and kind of taking that out of the equation? Could it be fun? Maybe. Um, I really don't like the show, which isn't helping, but I also think that it looks like it reminded me so much of the, Mid two thousands, two thousand tens. I think Oz the Great uh, and Powerful. Yes, Oz the Great and Powerful, where you know Oz was just rendered completely through CG, and it it just it just looks so overdone. And yeah, I don't know. And this and I, the one thing that I will say, some things played better for me watching him again and again. The one thing I will say is cinematography does not look very good, and I just. And again, I'm, I, we'll all reserve judgment until we see it. But I'm like, who thought that John Chu would be a great musical director? Like, why didn't someone who has, I mean, even Rob Marshall, for Christ's sake, why not somebody who has proven success? I mean, people were very mixed on In the Heights. Um, right. I forgot. I was going to say, I thought he did that. Yeah, he did. And he and then, and then before that, it was the Step Up sequels. So why is he like the go-to guy for musicals now? I just don't, I don't know. I just don't understand. It just doesn't, I think it doesn't um, feel right. I think that what's exciting about him for doing that is that it's, I think his, uh, the way that he makes the camera move in the musical sequences is, is exciting. I think like he, Mm -hmm. Like to in in the heights, all those like I was impressed by um, the, the dancing on the building. The, oh yeah, all the like no, yeah. well, not that one. The, all the huge dance numbers, I think, um, and that and like the way that he moves the camera in some of the step up movies, I think is probably a reason why uh, they did that. Um, why he was um, I don't know. He also seems I keep seeing him like talking about the movie, and he seems like super excited. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's just an enthusiasm. The woman who did who did the cinematography for Wicked also did the cinematography for In the Heights. Um, the production, oh, right. is, the production design is by um, the same guy who did like he's worked with Christopher Nolan a ton of times. Like he's he worked on like The Dark Knight and Dunkirk. I don't know how the hell I know that off the top of my head, but um, 
Who are you, Mark Johnson? Um, well, like I said, it's and and you're you're very right about the way that he directs musical numbers, and we just haven't seen that because they haven't shown anything that is a traditional musical sequence. It's just a you know, it's a, it's a teaser trailer. It was a minute long, so we are probably overjudging it. But uh, the one th- the the funniest thing that I will say is so many people, and and this includes you, Joey, have said. I can't believe they revealed her riff and it's like, oh, I know they did a trailer and they just, for citizen Kane and they told everybody that citizen Kane was the, the was, I mean, the rosebud was the sled. I mean, it was well, like they uh, yeah. ruined something big. <laughs> they, um, I'm surprised they did that. I mean, I know maybe it's just, I, I, got, I, I actually thought the riff sounded good. Like, and the yeah. thing is I saw some people was like, Oh my God. She sounds awful. I was like, it's no. six seconds of her singing. And I think I that, yeah, and I think that, um, I don't know. Like, I saw people saying, like, you know, oh, this looks like an SNL skit. I was like, okay, I think we're, I think we need to be done. We need to be done complaining about it. Because now I think we're just making stuff up. I think we're just <laughs> making stuff up about it. Oh, I'm sorry, well. Yeah, we'll oh, cut I was off just Megan. gonna say, Go I just thought it looked good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not like I just thought I get so excited with the trailers at the Oscars, like or mm. not the Oscars, at the Super Bowl because they're always like for, like you're like you're seeing movies. what's coming up, and so I was like, oh wow, we're getting our first look at this, and I I just thought it was like, oh wow, I, I thought it was fun. I mean, I yeah, I've never seen Wicked, but I do like the music from it, and. um I just thought I just thought it looked different, and and I was excited about it. Well, we'll get uh, another trailer. We'll get a a, a more in depth trailer, and then the the film will be here in uh, Thanksgiving. Um, so, you know, it, it, people are going to complain about it for sure. I, I Cynthia Rebo is a fantastic singer. I will not listen to anybody who says that she sounds bad because I know yeah, that she's I, not going to sound I was bad. Like, I was excited to hear her. I was like, you, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're wrong. I mean, um, but also um, there were two other trailers uh, that were sort of big deals. I did like the Fall Guy trailer. Um, that made me really want to yeah. see this movie. Oh, um, I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, you, Ryan Gosling looks hilarious in it. I really want to see it now. Um, the kingdom i think it is of the planet of the apes big yawn i i can't believe oh, yeah. there's another one of these things yeah i saw that one before in theaters or like okay. i saw an iteration of it and then um wicked actually i don't think was the worst looking cinematically like cinematography wise trailer i think that honor goes to uh deadpool and wolverine that thing i looks missed that one i mean a Deadpool movie is a Deadpool movie, but it just it, the 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 trailer looked visually poor to me. Maybe it was just mm. my TV. Maybe I haven't watched that again online. Um, I have seen the screenshot where people were like, "Oh, this looks like a Saturday Night Live skit." It's just that one scene where she puts her head, where yeah. uh, Galinda puts her head on Elphaba's shoulder. It does look like a fake commercial that they would film on Saturday Night Live. That it's just how it's rendered through. Yeah. Digital, I don't know. Maybe they'll spruce it up a bit. Um, mm. a- anything else? Anything else that stood out to you guys? Sports. Sports ball. Sports ball. Um, no. All right. <laughs> well, it's not surprising the uh, the films stood out most. Oh, times. Twisters. I, I think Twisters. Oh, I think Twisters is fun. I love Twist. Twisters is one of my favorite movies. And 
I'm cautiously optimistic, but I don't know. I, I'm afraid they're going to be, there's going to be, they're like, let's all band together to battle the twisters. Whereas like, <laughs> Totally, Glenn Powell should be the villain. Like, and I have a feeling he's not. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's I'm not. sorry, Glenn Powell in like a white T-shirt and a cowboy hat. Like, if that doesn't get the faggots in the theaters, I don't know what. He's what like will. totally giving like Carrie you or whatever you from the first one, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're supposed to like him? <laughs> I mean, I always like him, but I'm like, he's got to be the villain. He's got to. You got to have somebody to hate other than weather. <laughs> I also just want um someone said that I think it was Jordan who said that I was like. I want the two twisters to run into each other and form one giant twister. So be that. like them. Oh yeah. I was gonna say like the Meg or like where, well, no, they were two separate Megs, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, get what I you're was saying. just like, I just think it's, I just think it's fun that we're excited for something just to be plural. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's funny that I assume, you know, it's been 20 years since we've seen the original. I assume that there almost is a similar 30. amount of, Oh yeah. Almost 30. I assume that there's a similar amount of time that has passed in this film. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a, you know, set mere minutes after the end of the original. But just to see that they still have Dorothy, Dorothy yeah. with those little tiny balls. <laughs> I just laughed. I just laughed yeah. so hard. I'm like, is this a shot for shot remake? <laughs> just with different actors. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that, by the way. <laughs> and if they don't have a flying cow, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. There better be two fine cows. Or if they don't have, um, who was the, oh, what is her name in Twister? Oh, the, the, uh, the brunette. Yes. I loved yeah. her in that movie. Oh, <laughs> wait, I'm looking like her she up. Was right. just, Jamie she's, Gertz. Jamie like Gertz. She was Jamie just Gertz, trying to yeah. do her, are you talking about his, uh, girlfriend? His girlfriend. Or his, it was, yeah. Like, yeah. it was like, all she wanted to do was get her work done and then her ex-boyfriend or her boyfriend like gets back together with them. I know I, she's such a sad character. Yeah. That would that would happen to me where I'd be like, I'm dating this great storm chaser. And I'm going <laughs> out with him. We're gonna go meet up with his ex this weekend. <laughs> oh whoops. I just returned home and I'm single. <laughs> Make turn that into a musical. <laughs> oh who do you think um who do you, which one do you think uh, Glenn Powell or Daisy Edgar Jones is the child of, of uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton? Daisy Edgar Jones. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Glenn Powell. Oh, okay. Well, now, didn't she like dye her hair blonde? Isn't she blonde in that? She is, but I don't know. I feel like, she, I feel like they're, Glenn Powell is the only one who feels like he could be in Twisters. Everybody else doesn't feel like they should be in it. And that's just me, but like, I just feel like Daisy Edgar Jones, something's wrong there. And she's a great actress, but I just, I don't know. It could be just me. Well, I find it really interesting that uh, we have a $200 million movie here directed by uh, Lee Isaac Chung, who last brought um, Minari to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you go, Hollywood. Don't ever say Hollywood doesn't take risks. <laughs> like, that's a risk. All right. Um, yes, I, I didn't. Thank you for mentioning Twisters. I'm um, sorry that we neglected it. I also enjoyed that trailer. You know, we'll definitely be there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Last thing I'll just say about it. I can just imagine like a fake Hollywood meeting. It was like, you know, we love Minari. Minari was great. But you know what would have been really great on that farm? Picture it. A tornado. That's what I just yes. imagined the pitch meeting was. <laughs> and Lee Isaac Chung is just like, okay. <laughs> Give me that money. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, a lot of people said he just walked in there and he went Twister, wrote Twister on the whiteboard. Like James and put, Cameron with Alien. Yep, and then put S with a dollar sign. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Well, that's what they said. I love it. James Cameron did for Alien. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you know that? That's the the rumor that James Cameron Cameron did that with Alien. He came in to pitch Aliens and just put the dollar sign on on the Alien. I did not know that. That's hilarious. (laughs) But, all right. Um, So, Megan, let's go back to you. And why don't you orient us in the world of Ted? Okay, so first I want to say that I had low expectations for this show. I'm a huge fan of Seth MacFarlane properties, um, but and I love Ted One and Ted Two. But I um, figured, you know, is this feels unnecessary? And it, um, and if you, I know if you might still agree with me with on that. But um, Ted is like a prequel to the movies where you meet like John Bennett, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg's character as a teenager and. And like what happens to Ted after he was like a celebrity and like the teddy bear comes to life and what happens, you know, his fall from like, he's kind of just living his life now in the suburban Boston. Um, and he, you get to meet more of John's family, um, with, uh, his dad is Scott Grimes. Is it it Scotty Grimes or Scott Grimes? I can't remember. I'm looking this up right now. Um, yeah, Scott Grimes. And his mother, who I think is incredible, is Alana uh, Ubach. She's so amazing on this show. Like, I, I mean, uh, so it's, you're getting to see this family, a very dysfunctional family, um, more dysfunctional than I thought it would be. And you also get to meet uh, Georgia Wigham, Wigham, Shea Wiggums, wait, Shea Wiggums' daughter in real life, uh, Blair Bennett, who plays John Bennett's cousin, who I think is also really great. Um, and it's just kind of um, this very uh, dysfunctional family that happens. It, it reminded me of Alf in a way because I loved Alf back in the day. That Alf, Alf is less dysfunctional than the show, <laughs> but I love the quips from from Ted and um, and it kind of takes you on this journey of this family of like this mother who, you know, has never not worked in the home and wanted to be a teacher and and. Um, Blair Bennett has a huge storyline later in the season that's really interesting. Um, and I kind of want to spoil it for you, Joey, because I, th- I think you would like it. And, um, and I, I, I found this very surprising and very funny. And, and as it goes along, it gets better. And I had so much fun with it. And uh, I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say about it. <laughs> Joey? Um... So I hate the dad. I hate well, the dad yeah, of course. so much. Um, I hate him so much. <laughs> I wanted, I, whatever. Um, I love Alana Ubach. I love the, she does something. I've watched three episodes. Um, I mean, it's only what six. I may as well just finish it. Um, and she does something in episode three with a banana that. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Now, this is a person, this is an actress who I've loved for so long. I mean, you, if you feel like I wanted her to be the focus of Bombshell as Janine Pirro. Like, I love her. Oh, I forgot she played her. Um, She was in, you know, I've been sort of like, she's that kind of actor where I was like, okay, you're kind of strange. And like, she just popped, like, she was in Legally Blonde. She just pops up everywhere. And she's just so 
she in a weird way is making such bold choices with just um her voice and um her character that's like you're almost like a cartoon character like in a in the be- i mean that is the highest praise like she is she's playing she's like, like i'm going to give you care the character house down boots like it's just like so i just love her so much um i like the was she cousin the the yeah cousin. girl selling pot um yeah. i do agree that i think it does get better um i <laughs> the um there's a line where ted refers to himself as a sort of jiminy cricket figure which i thought was really funny um but there was a point in the second episode when the father reveals the thing that he did in Vietnam <laughs> where I was just like, I fucking hate this. I was like, this is so, <laughs> I was just so. <laughs> I mean, it's disgusting humor. It's totally I know. Like- I don't have a problem with disgusting humor. I think it's just the way that uh, when I was watching that episode, I was hit in my head. I was like, Megan, I swear ah! to God, Megan. Um, I'm just gonna say what happens. People who don't mind being spoiled about Ted, the dad reveals that he jerked off a dog in Vietnam for <laughs> not for sexual reasons, but to help relieve the dog. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. Um, I just loved it. my favorite thing about that scene that was not the story was the reactions from the family were just like it was just. I just love. I don't know. I I think the thing that I was pleasantly surprised about with this show is that it wasn't just everything revolves around Ted. It was this, I laughed a lot at just things that the family was doing. And I, like, the dynamic I thought was really interesting. Well, I'm glad that they don't, I think Ted, Ted is obviously the best part, um, clearly. Um, yeah. I can, I go back and forth a little bit on the kid, uh, the the young Mark Wahlberg character. And it bothered yeah. me. I was like, I was like, who is this kid? Who is this kid? And I was like, oh, you're the little bitch who let somebody in in the purge movie that's who you are um oh wow he i i had a harder time with him at the beginning of the show but he grew on me a little bit more Um, yeah same with me it's sort of just like you kind of can't he has probably the hardest job like acting off of Seth MacFarlane as a teddy bear. <laughs> like, the whole I, thing in episode three where they were, like, try. I think episode three is the, of the episodes, that's the best one, where they're trying to, like, rent a porno. So that was yes. funny. Although yeah. I did love the second episode where they're trying to be the father to their bully. <laughs> oh, that made, sure. that actually made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> where would they go over to, like, to see how, if he got a good grade on his paper, and the bully, like, throws his tray up there and they're like he got a seat (laughs) (laughs) um okay clarence lay it on me go ahead i'm ducking and covering no i mean it's i laughed a couple of times i mean it's it is what it is it's a seth mcfarland thing i mean i think he's i think seth mcfarland is is very very funny and i think he's just he hasn't found a place for himself i mean outside of family guy you know that he did that um that sci-fi show that kind of wasn't a comedy but kind of was it it had a weird i don't know if either of you ever it's saw still it still on yes i know it's still on and i it has a, it has like a huge yeah. fan base yeah yeah but it's it, it dances this weird line of being satire and the thing itself kind of like galaxy yeah. quest from that 
from the yeah from that movie from a while ago. But uh, I wasn't. I I think felt like they probably should have gone back and and after they filmed the show, kind of reshot the pilot just because the pilot is so bad that it doesn't represent the improvements that happen later on in the show. I mean, I've seen two episodes. Second episode is much better than the pilot. I just felt yes. like everything, nothing worked for me in the pilot. Like everybody just felt like, oh, we're just doing a, a it felt like a, a a reading of the script, not necessarily performing it. I thought the kid was way off. Um, but the second episode gets better. And uh, I, I did laugh out loud. I just, you know, there's things I don't like about it, but it's, it's, it's fun. Um, there's a, you know, and, yeah. I'll oh, finish ahead, it. I'll, I'll okay, finish good. It. I want you to, cause there's an episode where, um, you know how like John as a kid wished on a star and that's how his teddy bear came to yeah, life. Right. Well, the dad wishes on a star and his favorite toy comes to life. Oh no. <laughs> and, and it's just, and it's a racist toy. Like not, no, it's not a, the toy itself is not racist. Like it's the, the personality of the toy is a bigot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's just so funny and it's t- it's it's Seth MacFarlane's voice and it's just so ridiculous but a lot happens in that episode where I was like wow this is like hitting on some somewhat deeper issues um like pertaining to one character in particular a, a real life character um not a like live action character and um but I was just like I don't know I I found it I, I was kind of with, well, I loved, I just love Ted period, like the movie and everything. So I gave the first episode like, okay, yeah, that's, this is fine. This is what I expected. But as it goes along, I was like, wow, this is really funny. And is really, um, you know, kind of takes you back to the nineties and also has this like just highly dysfunctional family, which kind of explains if you've seen the Ted movies, why John Bennett is the way he is. Also, I think Mark Wahlberg, these are his best performances. I think he is so good at, with Ted because I always think of how hard it would be, like you said, to to act like there's a teddy bear that you're talking to a teddy bear. And I always, always, I think, I think it's very, um, an underrated performance for him that he is able to interact with something that's not there so seamlessly. And it seems so real that you believe it. And I, I wanted to shout that out. Never saw Ted too. No, that too is funny. It's so it's off the wall, but it's like it's got some really funny lines in it. Uh, the last thing I will say is um, I did I did have to call Joey and 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 talk bitch about, about this. No, 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 not bitch about you, but bitch about the production design, which is a really weird thing to say about a show like this. But the fact that they um, wanted us try to make us believe that uh, framing to mass framing him mass looked like the back to the future set on the universal backlot tour. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean like the school? Yeah. The, oh, the yeah. set outside of his school where literally everything is right there. Just like in right. back to the future. <laughs> I was right. like, I'm so distracted by this. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, that's, it's such a weird thing to say about a show like this. I mean, you know, you don't come for the production design. You come for the, um, the, uh, the humor and, um, it, 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 there's a lot of it that's very funny. I will say some of it is very much my sense of humor. Were you so. fans of Alf as a kid? Did you guys have It Alf? does, yeah, it does remind me. And that's another thing I'll say. I wasn't prepared. Maybe that's why I didn't like the pilot as much. I wasn't prepared for it to be a throwback to an 80s era sitcom like Alf. Like it, 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 yeah. it feels like that. I wasn't prepared for that. 
I, yeah, I, I just wasn't sure what it was going, but I had, I threw it on because I'm like, I heard some, like, like some good things, some bad things. I thought I'd just give it a shot. And then I was like, this was actually pretty funny. And it has some interesting things to say, especially towards the end of the, um, the end of the show. It's actually very popular with audiences. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of, if not the, um, I think it's the highest Peacock show ever or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, isn't saying a lot, but. Right. Because Bumper, Bumper, uh, the Bumper Allen show, the Pitch Perfect sequel was number one at one point too, I think. But, and that oh. got canceled. I didn't know that that was a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It, <sighs> it, got, it got canceled. Oh, well, there you go. But um, I will finish it. I will finish it. And okay. no, I was not cursing you. I just was like, <laughs> the only thing I rolled my eyes at was when you're like, you know, there could be some places to put this in the Emmys. The Emmys are not coming anywhere near this, Megan. I well, I just think <laughs> that I, I, but I like to, you know, uh, part of our jobs are advocacy, and I think right, that we a shouldn't show shut like the this, door. Yeah, I think a show like this should be advocated for because I think Alana Ubach is great. Um, she, she's just, I just loved her on this. I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought in a weird Emmy year. Uh, where you never know where it's like a while. Cause I do think it's going to be weird. I, I mean, I do think most of those things will come back, but you never know, especially if this is in limited series. So who knows? Yeah, that's the problem. They shouldn't run it as a limited series. They should just say, Oh yeah, we're doing a second season and run it in the comedy. Cause that's yeah. where it belongs. Yeah. Even if they did like another short season like that, they should not No freaking way. I mean, yeah. I think it would get like Seth MacFarlane is probably a, a shoe in for another like voiceover Emmy. Yeah. Um, or even something like maybe visual effects because Ted is all visual effects, but like, yeah. Um, I would love it if <laughs> I'm sorry, Claire, you need to watch episode three just for a lot of Urbach and a and a banana. It's just so I will, it is so funny. I will finish it after I finish another show that I'm watching, but uh I I will definitely finish it. But um, yeah, limited series. I mean, we're, we're in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll talk about the. Uh, we'll do a pulse check on the Emmy race as we're heading into the last couple of months of the Emmy season, which is oh, weird to say, considering um, just a month ago we had our 2023 Emmys. Um, yeah, limited series is a kind of a bloodbath yeah, already, it is. and there's still things like the regime to come out and and uh, oh, gosh, what else? Is that a limited um, series? That's not a drama series. That no, is a limited right. series. Okay. Uh, like Shogun, Shogun's going to be huge. I'm hearing that's gotten rave reviews. Um, I've seen the first episode of that. It was really good. Manhunt. Um, what else? Ripley. I think Ripley's a limited series. Mary and George is a limited series. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, of other limited series coming out. So. And I did finish a show that I don't think I can talk about, but um, uh, Joey, you're you're halfway through it. I think, or no, did you finish it? No, I actually, no, I have to, I'm going to watch doing a binge for the rest of the evening. Okay. Uh, it's um, actually, I can talk about it cause it is, it is, we do have a, a release date for it. It's Palm Royale. Um, the uh, cross between desperate housewives and ugly Betty. Mm. Which comes out on March 20th on Apple. I finished that. So we'll have to talk about that one coming up very soon. All right. Um, anything else on Ted? No. No. All Thanks right. Let's for jump. watching it. 
Oh, you're very welcome. Not at all. I mean, it was, you know, it, it made me laugh and, and uh, that's a good thing. Um, let's jump to the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in this upcoming week. And uh, Joey, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, I have screeners to the first three episodes of Mary and George. Um, I just have to get through this week of interviews. Um, I have to finish Palm Royal. Um, I, I love it so much. Um, uh, I guess I want to get back into Shogun because that that is like production. <laughs> that that show is gorgeous. Um, I didn't get to see Lisa Frankenstein this week. I was really bummed because I really wanted to see it. Um, but there's a show that I started that is pure trash TV. Um, this is not a sh- the type of show that I would typically watch because I don't watch stuff like Love is Blind or any of those like trashy dating things. But someone <laughs> recommended to me and I heard it on Dan Savage's podcast this week. There's a show called Couple to Thruple. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, I've heard about this. And it's about there are four couples and they're all considering maybe turning their couple into a throuple and there are 14 sexy singles. Um and it's all about like boundaries and stuff and I watched the trailer and I was like that was kind of fun but also like not the type of I don't want to like open the floodgates to those type of shows because I think those type of shows are stupid and ridiculous and I don't like them. But I think it looks kind of hilarious. And Dan Savage was saying something about like, you know, those people who say they're into polyamorous relationships and they only make their personalities about being a polyamorous person. It was like, well, all the polyamorous people on this show are fucking annoying. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. uh, Someone that I know online recommended it to me. So I was like, I guess I'll try it. And I've seen like the first half of the first episode i was like all right everybody's hot they have oddly played microphones good for you so i guess that's it (laughs) all right on that note megan well i'm still trying to catch up from life from last weekend but one of my goals is to restart resident alien which uh is on netflix now i think this week it, it drops the first two seasons i think and then the new season is gonna be on peacock Shortly. I didn't realize that it moved. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so it should get a wider audience. But I remember watching it the first episode like a couple years ago, and I really liked it. It just was a show that uh, I felt just like there was a ton of TV. But um, I really, really want to restart it. And um, so that's one of my goals. And then um, watching movies because um got some interviews lined up. I just watched The Eternal Memory today, which was oh really sad um i'm talking to snoop the dog tomorrow from anatomy oh. of a fall <gasps> you are yes um so very excited about that uh and he had a I'd be, big day at the uh I saw. At the academy luncheon i saw he made brian gosling's heart skip a beat and he was hanging out with kyle buchanan and from the new york times and In america uh, ferrara yeah, and Emma Stone said he can pretend to be dead on command. And I was like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk to him tomorrow. But um, yeah, that's about it. And just trying to keep afloat. <laughs> I hope that awesome. um the dog has a better a better post Oscar life 
than like some other people that were nominated and you never hear about them ever again. <laughs> Um, I do. I do want to say that when they sent me like, here's the itinerary for tomorrow or whatever. And I was like, here's a question. I'm like, do I talk to the dog? Yeah. I was going to. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, that's not a stupid question. And people have asked that. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would hope that's everybody's question. Yeah. Because it's going to be me talking to the. So the trainer, you know, speaks French. Then there's going to be a translator. So there are going to be three, three, three creatures on this. You know, well, two humans, one creature, and only one of them will understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is a highlight of your career, Megan. I'm. I know. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, I, I I am too. <laughs> can you ask him if he's listened to our Ugly the Dog podcast? I was going to ask him an ugly question. Oh, oh I, I don't know if, if he was like, if that was one of his influences. <laughs> that's amazing i i i am so excited for you thanks i'm excited too it should be should be fun and i actually think that's a pretty brilliant um uh publicity campaign that they're employing here um, i agree to um show him off uh, for me, um, I'm not really. There's no other movies coming out this weekend. I think there's a Dakota Johnson Marvel thing. <laughs> I've heard it's wanna, the cats of Marvel movies. I want to see that so bad. It's getting like slammed. Well, the funny thing is, is that everybody was like obsessed with the trailer because of that line that became a meme about yes. my mother was meet, met him when she was researching spiders in the Amazon. That yes. actually isn't in the movie. I saw. Yes, on the, I think that's oh. hysterical. Yeah, it's not did, in it. Did you see that video of that guy interviewing Dakota Johnson? Yes. Where, he, where he's basically like trying not to say, well, everyone thinks it sounds like shit. And she's just like, why? Why is it a meme? Why? Why? <laughs> he's like dancing you know, around the issue. I think, I have this feeling that Dakota Johnson is actually really brilliant. Oh. And she's playing with, trying to. she was trying to make him say yeah she totally was oh yeah a hundred percent yeah she's i think she's pretty smart i think she is smart i just think i did see someone describe her acting style as a minimalist and i think that's very generous um but uh i i will see this movie on video on demand for sure i'm not going to go to the theaters yet because i will be out of town this weekend but um and will not have the opportunity to go to the theater are you going somewhere fun I am going somewhere fun. It is uh, February twenty second. Is my daughter's sixteenth uh, birthday. Oh, and I'm taking the whole family and three of her friends down to Orlando, and we are oh, going nice. to Disney for a day. And we are doing. Oh, that's uh, so nice. The plan is to do all four parks in one day. Oh my god! Wow. And not do every single ride in all four parks because I don't. I mean, I think it is technically possible to do that, but I, I, that's not something we're going to do. But to st- at least step foot in all four parks in one day. That's so awesome. we'll see. Yeah, but um, TV. So there's. I mean, there's no. I mean, no movies coming out that I have any interest in whatsoever. Uh, TV wise, um, Mr. Miss Smith. I want to finish that. I want to finish Ted. I need to watch. Um, a new show that comes that actually I was just looking on Rotten Tomatoes to see if I could find reviews on. And I'm kind of surprised there are no reviews of it because it drops tomorrow uh, on Apple, which is the new look, which is um, Ben Mendelsohn playing uh, Christian Dior and uh, Juliette Binoche playing uh, Coco Chanel. Um, 
or as I described to Joey, Nazis in fashion. Uh, because oh, it was set Nazis during a fashion. World War II. Fashion. <laughs> um, I, I do, I will say the show is basically like, oh, the world was really ugly, but look at this skirt. That's what, <laughs> that's what yes. kind of like. You made it beautiful again. Yes, like, I, the I, world I, needs beauty. <laughs> Shit like that. And somehow Maisie Williams is a uh, is a French revolutionary, so or a um, anti Nazi person. I can't think of anyway. What I've seen of it, her presence in there is weird. But um, yeah, I want to watch that, and, and I want to catch up with Shogun, of course, because I've heard fantastic things about it. Uh, books wise, I am reading. Did either one of you ever read the The Maid by Nita Prose? No, I think Jason uh, has a thing. Okay. Uh, well, there's a sequel to it called The Mystery Guess, and apparently this is now being branded a made novel as if there's going to be a whole series of it. And it's I'm listening to the audiobook, which is, again, narrated by Lauren Ambrose. Um, oh. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good so far. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but um, I'm just getting into it. It's just the second chapter, so I should be fair. So does that cover it? Ooh. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy, thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Awards Daily and wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow.